jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Is it October? I mean, I know it's October while we're recording this, but when people listen, I think October will be over? It's October for us, November for them. Oh, wow. Isn't that nuts? It's like turkey season. It's like blood rage time already. Holy moly. Can't believe it. Went by so quickly this year. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. It's upsetting. But that's a whole month of that we can spend walking around our house, vacuuming and drinking whole bottle or glasses of wine and saying, Operator. <laughs> Operator, <laughs> it's an emergency. Oh, man. A real emergency. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I realized November was coming yeah, all day yesterday. I couldn't. Just I was just walking around the house. Just, I just kept saying, operator. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So Halloween's over. Halloween's done, man. It, in, it Like into the film, it ends. Remember Halloween ends? For the... Uh, well... I don't know my my <laughs> my blood rage over it. Uh, oh, operator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't burn as bright this time around. I think I'm just, I'm past the point of getting riled. You let go. I let go. That's good. I got, I got real mad at it for like the weekend after we watched it. And it it overlapped with, you know, I mean, maybe that, maybe that influenced my takeaways from Connecticut, from your precious Connecticut. (laughs) But, but I got real mad over it. But then I, I, now I've, yeah, I think I've just resumed enjoying really good things that are coming out everywhere. So, so it, it's kind of like, oh, well, what was that inept blip made by incompetent men? Who cares? I have a hundred new Housewives seasons to watch. Yes. And a thing, perhaps like one listener will care, but I think Anthony, you might care. Oh, I might. There's this show on Netflix this Korean show called uh, Take One. And in the show, they ask musicians and the such, like, if you could perform one song before you die, what would it be? And then they have them perform it. And the idea is it has to be perfect. That's why it's called Take One. They get one take to do this. And one of the episodes is Mamamoo. What? That's right. And it's available on Netflix right now as we speak? Netflix. And it is an, like an hour-long episode. And it's <gasps> Mamamoo. You can watch Mamamoo on your television. For an hour? For an hour. It's. I mean, it's super contrived because it's like a Korean show. And so, you know, like, is Mamamoo going to be able to perform this song perfectly? <laughs> like, I wonder. But... <laughs> pretty low but it's interesting like i mean and also like who knows how much of it is scripted or whatever but it's because it's a korean show but it's like you know they decide what they're gonna do and like how do they get to that decision how do they decide what the stage is gonna be like and then you get to see them perform oh i can't wait yeah i can't wait 
Oh, I'm so excited. I love, I also, I just love that, like, we're on this queer horror podcast and, you know, like, there's like, oh, like the new Guillermo del Toro produced anthology, which has films from like Jennifer Kent and like, you know, that's out now on Netflix or there's all these other horror things. And it's like, (laughs) Mama Moo is on Netflix, on TV, singing a song. (laughs) Stop the presses. Well, isn't it exciting that they're just on regular Netflix? Like, it's finally yes! something that you don't have to search for. Or no, that's the know. thing is, I'm glowing internally and perhaps externally because I'm so excited thinking about the, how much I love them and that I'm used to just watching them on YouTube. I'm used to watching music videos, rehearsal videos, uh, funny hangout videos, like cell phone footage, talk shows, K-talk shows. But, like, this is an hour of, like, edited, like, put together time with my queens. That's right. Can't fucking wait. Okay, take take, take one. one. Yes. Okay. That's your Halloween wrap-up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, we're not doing a Korean movie, though. No, we're not even doing a horror movie, y'all. Yeah, exactly. See, October's over, so we have to course correct in the other direction. I guess, right? <laughs> On our queer feminist horror podcast. <laughs> yes. And it's time to begin a sweeps month, which is a Gaylord's month, which means it could be one week long. It could be eight <laughs> weeks long. Who knows? As, as long as our attention spans allow for it. Yeah. But man, I've been waiting for this event. Well, I mean, honestly, this has been months in the making. We have been talking about this for so long. Oh, and the power of my Insta stories finally pushed Anthony over the edge. I said, what is this glory? I, 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 I need, I need it in my system ASAP. I said, yes, you do. And so you... just a good way to ensure that it happens is to make a Gaylord's event out of it. <laughs> Stacy got out her mortar and pestle. <laughs> yeah. She crushed it up. She put it in a pill form. We turned it into an event month. So spooky season is over. Behold, give way to Lifetime Month. Oh, music. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) Music to my ears. And to be fair, we are starting off, in my opinion, at the top of the mountain. I have to agree. (laughs) (laughs) The top of the mountain. This is, this is, this is like, this is, this is Everest. Yeah. There's a, there's just bodies holding bottles of oxygen all around <laughs> us. Just littered corpses all around us in our wake. Yeah, I watched these movies uh, like last month, maybe. Uh, because I just have to watch them every so often. I just have to. Like, I've been watching them for the last who knows how many years. Because yeah. they're like my favorites. Well, it's how and- you retain your power. Yeah. <laughs> It's how it's like bathing in blood for Elizabeth Bath. Yeah. <laughs> or video game design. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh and so I watched them again for this. Like, don't think I didn't watch them again. And I just I literally like all my wrinkles disappear. Gray hairs are gone. My youthful vigor returns. Every time I watch them. Uh double feature. A woman scorned. The Betty Broderick story oh, I love and these titles. her final fury. 
Betty Broderick, The Last Chapter. Could you ask for better names? Oh my god. Like, not only are they great names, but when they appear in the film, they're written in cursive. And so you just know that you are in, I mean, the time of your life with Lifetime. Literally, when you have to tell a friend, then they ask, like, what are you doing after this? And you say, I'm going home. I have to watch. I'm going, I get to watch her final fury, Betty Broderick, the last chapter. Oh my God. How fucking wicked. Both (laughs) obviously made for television from 1992. Oh, wow. 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. That's math numbers. Those are math numbers there. So I didn't realize that until you said 92 just now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's when I was like, I've been watching these forever. It's like, how long actually has it has been forever, hasn't it? Every Thursday night for three decades. <laughs> <laughs> when the clock strikes 12, the Betty Broderick saga begins. <laughs> you say, ooh, has a woman been scorned? Oh, my God. These movies, first of all, they are on Amazon Prime. They are on Tubi, if you use to be yes they are accessible they are very easily accessible and i do honestly hope people if you don't watch the entire saga at least watch for part one a woman scorned the betty broderick story 1992 is one of the greatest experiences i've had watching <laughs> something yes. Uh, just the the amount of sheer joy that was elicited from watching such an, a profoundly unpleasant person. Oh my god. <laughs> just terrorize her way through people's lives. It's incredible. <laughs> it just was in it was it was agony and ecstasy. Like the worst real housewives villain cannot yes. hold a candle. To Meredith Baxter as Betty Broderick. Oh my Meredith God. Baxter is fucking incredible in these two movies. She's so good. She is so good. Betty Broderick is one of the, the most unpleasant people to ever <laughs> have existed. And I cannot give enough of her in these movies. <laughs> if you put Rhonda Johnson and Betty Broderick in the same room... Like, uh, what would even happen? Like, would they would they join forces and just destroy the planet? Or would they just immediately tear each other apart? Is it like putting two beta fish in a tank together? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I would live forever. I mean, it's... It, it, like, she is Rhonda Johnson level awful. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have... She has a wig, but she doesn't have that wig. <laughs> <laughs> But my God, this woman, I'm obsessed. In Meredith Baxter, also known as Meredith Baxter Bernie, also known as MBB. You down with MBB? She is just incredible in this movie. She, she is. Like, she's a really good, she is a really good actor. Yes. Like, we know this from all of her prolific work, most of it existing in the made-for-TV realm. I came into this, I'm already a big fan of her from Kate's Secret, one of my favorite made-for-TV films. Is that the, that's the bulimia one? Yeah, she she has an eating disorder. She does the binging and the purging. And, um, uh, it, it, it it's, it's, you know, it's a camp masterpiece, but it's also, she, she's, she is genuine, even in, in these movies that are so campy because they take really serious issues and make them immediately digestible for made-for-TV format. 
she still really brings life to these characters. Oh, yeah. In an incredible way. Oh, yeah. And coming off the heels, this one, Betty Broderick especially, coming off the heels of Family Ties, the sitcom where she was like the matriarch of a very npr kind of family yeah. <laughs> you know why is I mean? my son a republican <laughs> yeah yeah they were like the 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 hippies who had a family kind of thing um yeah. but she was like the all-american mom and then just betty broderick <laughs> such a fucking raging cunt like <laughs> like you have never honestly you have never seen and no matter how many times i see these movies i am so delighted and laugh out loud so many times because she is such an outrageous cunt. Like, she, okay, she murders her husband and his new wife. She, uh, she like, we're, we're, we're shown that, like, there are, there are circumstances within their relationship. Like, was he having an affair? Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's uh, the way that um well like, i mean we'll get to what it's about but like the the divorce battle that ensued between them that was kind of one-sided because he was a very famous lawyer like it it i see that things were stacked against her in many ways but also when she is just so repellent from the very get-go <laughs> before any of that happens yeah. yeah that's what i love so much about it is like there's no like <laughs> It it's really I think one of the highlights of this saga is like because you know they point out in the second part when she we go through the trial and all of this when she's been arrested for it is like on the surface of it her story she becomes they call her a feminist folk hero because she checks the boxes of like my husband was much more powerful than me uh, he held all the cards. I supported him early in our marriage and raised our kids while he put himself through school so that he could achieve his dreams. I put mm-hmm. myself on hold. He, you know, didn't like the way I looked anymore because I was getting too old. Like, she checks all of those, like, I am woman, hear me roar boxes. But then we see <laughs> that she's just the worst person <laughs> ever. <laughs> kind of like no wonder he wasn't happy i mean i was sympathizing with the poor guy yeah oh for sure i mean like look okay she she kills them and then you know we get scenes of her talking to someone while she's in jail and they're like don't you have any remorse and she's like i have regrets but i don't have any remorse that i taught them i regret that he was so shitty yeah that's her regret and then she'll mouth off at all the guards. Yeah. Calls them Nazis. <laughs> like, well, once again, on paper, I agree with you. But your delivery is a little much. <laughs> like, oh, God. It's just, I, it makes me so happy. Like, and literally from the get-go. Like, she is, it's not, it's it's not even Jack Nicholson, like, okay, he starts out kind of normal, and then he's immediately a nutcase. Like, she is just a villain from the very beginning. Like, her husband is, you know, they're all wealthy. They live in San Diego or La Jolla, you know. Her husband is treated, is like, they're at some philanthropic thing. And like, he's he's um hanging out with them and their friends. And he's like, hey, I'm going to take all of us on a trip to Paris. 
Like, he's like, decides to take everybody on this amazing trip. And then he takes Betty out on the dance floor and they're doing their ballroom dancing together. And then she says, you make these grand gestures lit like we're royalty or something. It's irritating as hell. (laughs) Just like that. The the sheer level of just like, she is always picking everything anyone does apart. Yes. Is just, oh, I was living. Yeah. Yeah, which she suspects him of having an affair. It's his birthday. He's hired this new assistant who is, like, young and attractive. And Betty goes down to his office to bring him a bottle of champagne for his birthday lunch. When she gets there, it turns out he's out at lunch with the assistant who has decorated his office in, like, happy birthday, you're the best, all of this. And so Betty assumes they're having an affair. And so he comes home late at night and she's like, oh, what, you've been at lunch since, why'd you have a seven hour lunch or whatever? He's like, well, I went to lunch and then I had depositions all day and I just got home and I'm done. And she's like, you liar, liar, pants on fire. And then she sets a pile of his clothes on fire. <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> on the porch. While the children watch. <laughs> I love how there's always the eldest daughter just watching silently in the background. <laughs> like the entire first half of the movie. <laughs> and she does awful things. Oh. God, when she ends up in court over it, like they're gonna finally, he's like, well, finally, the husband, Dan, takes her out to lunch and he's like, look, this marriage isn't working. We're not happy. Why do you want to stay with me if we're not happy? And she says, because you owe me. protracted legal battle where he just wants to like cut ties sell the old house and be done with it but she draws it out oh yeah and she's leaving these insane messages on the voicemail machine or answering machine we called it back then she's she's she'll break into the house like she's just unhinged yeah they're in the courtroom and i don't know something has happened like you know she gets slapped with a restraining order or something and she said my probably my favorite line over the two movies they slap her with their restraining order and she says what is this mother russia (laughs) (laughs) it's so good it's so good. Like every shot of Meredith Baxter in this, no matter what is happening from beginning to end, it's like you can hear her inner thoughts and her inner thoughts are always, I'll see you in hell. Like <laughs> That is the image <laughs> that her face projects for every is- minute of two <laughs> movies. That absolutely is her what her internal monologue sounds like too. It's that voice that just like her her just demon glare troll face <laughs> with that with this hair like this wig that she is wearing. It's like is it a wig? It has to be a wig, right? I don't think that it was nineteen ninety two. Anthony, women had awful hair like that. But like the color is so weird. Like how it's like that platinum almost white but then it's like there's like there are like streaks of like sharp yellow like it looks like a, a colby that's jack cheap hair that's that's like you know that is like garnier nutrice number three you we, know listen we've all had we've all had our, yeah. our days with the garnier nutrice have we not oh absolutely <laughs> so you know your hair is like vaguely blue yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep 
it's just this face combined with that hair it's she's the karen of my dreams it's the hair is best probably described as severe (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and this woman could have this character this woman whatever you want to call it could it could be no other hairstyle even though it was 92 and a lot of women had that awful short hair like it's just so perfect it's stunning the only, the re- one of the reasons I say it's not a wig is because like when she when it's down when it's not styled, it looks like her real hair. No, and I was trying to study the roots because you know us on on Gaylords we're really um, we're into wigs. We're really into wigs. We're 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 really concerned with. Uh, we have an entire wing here focused around wig science, wig forensics, and we we you know we we do we say. Um, stop the picture zoom in print enhance enhance print and then run it by the wig lab and we try to figure out like is that in fact a lace front or do we see the glue are there roots do we even know what a lace front is does stacy do we still we have I still don't know we have a sympo we're working on a symposium to teach stacy <laughs> what a lace front is <laughs> I could have told you like six years ago, but I still I haven't. There's part of me that wants to just figure it out on my own. <laughs> Without like looking it up, which would be very easy to do, but I want to figure it out. So I'm just like, I guess the front is lace. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what, well, I'm not going to say anything more. Yeah. But, but also <laughs> listeners, listeners, it's, this is very important in the let's scare Jessica to death thing, lace fronting of Stacy. Please do not, <laughs> me- I know you're really good at telling us like facts and what in fact is true. <laughs> Do not message Stacy, and please, no one tell her what a lace front is. <laughs> we have to continue this as long as we can. Um, it's it. I don't. I think you're right. I don't. I don't know that it is. I'm not, in fact, convinced it is a wig. But I want it to be a wig because I want. I want the wig, as we right. often say on this <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> I want to be MBB as Betty Broderick for Halloween, <laughs> like <laughs> every year to come. I just want to sit there and be unpleasant and call people in power nazis and complain about mother russia set jason's clothes on fire uh do you remember when he like he does something he does something he's just you know he's like trying to stand up for himself the husband and then she goes into that she breaks into the house she she sees the cake that his (laughs) new girlfriend assistant turned new girlfriend linda has made um, Linda, as portrayed by, I can't remember her name, but she was in um, Waxwork and Death Becomes Her also. And it was fun seeing the people that popped up in this. Oh, yeah. And then the, she takes, Meredith Baxter takes the cake. The next scene, he, like, like the daughter's like, Mom, no. The next scene, Dad comes <laughs> home, he walks into his room, and there's just cake. <laughs> like a cake fucking exploded. All over the room, it's smeared all over the bed. There's crumbles <laughs> everywhere. There's like a vanity on the wall, and like or a, a a dresser, and it's just cake somehow smeared and stuck to the side of a dresser. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Every every scene of her destroying the house is God. so good. If you like, if you enjoyed Tony Curtis throwing the typewriter in the Manitou, you're gonna fucking live for meredith baxter like just take i was she take a tv and she throws it at the china cabinet (laughs) (laughs) yeah when she just walks around the room and is like very nonchalant casual like just like just (laughs) knocking stuff off of bureaus and tables 
Throughout wakes up, she gets spray paint and starts like just spray painting everything, and then she ends it by spray painting hi. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I've never seen anybody like not even a slasher killer, with the exception of maybe Rhonda Johnson, Betty Broderick. We see her before the murder, during the murder, after the murder, the first trial, which ended in a mistrial, the second trial where she was convicted, all of this. And she just never, ever wavers from being a complete cunt. There's never a moment where she's like, feels bad, even with her kids, who she manipulates through this entire process. She literally shoots the father of these children, goes home and is like, well, I hope I didn't ruin your day. (laughs) (laughs) She says that. (laughs) It's unbelievable. They're in the courtroom and they're rattling off a list of the things that she did. Like she is on trial. They're rattling off a list of the things that she did during the divorce proceedings broke into his house and you did this and you did you know you you terrorized this you literally terrorized all these people and she's sitting there filing her fingernails yep. <laughs> and is looking around the courtroom like can you believe this <laughs> it's so fucking good just like the unhinged suburban wealth high and mighty karen uh nightmare that she is incredible jason turned to me jason had an astute thought and i thought this could very well be true knowing this director and his uh his uh love and his joy of taking story you know ripping stories from the headline and turning them into satirical horror slash comedy films um jason said do you think betty broderick was the inspiration for serial mom oh i was like i could absolutely see that he pointed out her fashion plates in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. um, just the awful gaudy attire that she's wearing, the suits and all that. And I was like, oh my God, this literally could be where Serial Mom came from. Because it was two years after that. I wouldn't be surprised. But it's like, and Kathleen Turner does have, wear that very similar energy of just like entitled white money. <laughs> she's going to speak to every manager and on paper i'm just gonna love her (laughs) oh my god the fact that like being in jail doesn't chill her out at all she's just as entitled (laughs) she's just barking at the guards yeah there's one point where they're like okay well you violate you know you you broke the rules and so now you have to go to solitary whatever she's like fuck you (laughs) 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 it takes six corrections officers to like grab her and take her down the hallway (laughs) oh my gosh she hires a pr firm she's in jail so that (laughs) she can like work on her image and i mean she's like well basically he forced me to do what i did (laughs) and she means it yeah he was a jerk (laughs) i had to shoot him while he was sleeping well but she went there to kill herself right right yeah she went there to kill herself and then she couldn't see them but when she did see them 
she got uh, she had the impression that she got uh, uh, nervous and then she shot them but they weren't she didn't know they were there yeah she just got the impression yes judith ivy plays the da who takes her down love judith ivy love judith ivy she uh her character you know actually does prosecute cases for abused women and all of this and so she's like this woman wasn't abused (laughs) she's just a fucking monster from hell yeah yeah but after the reason the first trial ended in a mistrial is because of all of those like she was the put upon wife and like she played up all of these facts to her advantage yep while obfuscating the truth of everything yep i mean well hence the pr firm hence the hence the you know this the the folk feminist hero kind of thing going which i still love that they ask her like oh people are calling you a feminist hero she goes listen i'm not a feminist (laughs) yes like god you're so you are such a type and i love you she's just playing up that angle and she is just a pure pure villain the purest villain the purest villain i mean alongside ronda johnson like i trust these two queens to lead us into the future (laughs) yeah i mean i mean the second movie her final fury betty brought her at the last chapter like she's fucking jason Voorhees. (laughs) (laughs) like they knew what they were doing like i said the cursive font and the fact that this is based on an la times magazine article i mean this has this is this is the most stacy movie i've ever seen (laughs) it has meredith baxter known lesbian playing the most unpleasant queen of all time <laughs> God, <laughs> in a made-for-tv film from 1992 yeah <laughs> it's called a woman scorned the betty broderick story in her final fury betty broderick the last chapter <laughs> what is more you <laughs> than this it's true it's true i don't know when she came out not until much after this i feel like she came out in like the mid 2000s or something yeah around 2000s but and maybe it's just like knowing what we know now but like watching betty walk around i'm like she walks like a dyke (laughs) (laughs) her body language is full like sports dyke I mean, well, and that's part of the joy of, like, those scenes where she's just destroying everything, is just watching that 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 dyke trapes energy as she traipses around, (laughs) sauntering around, just flicking things off of bureaus and smashing things. (laughs) So good. I just, I don't know, maybe because it's so far removed from, like, an actual tragedy of two people, two innocent people getting murdered. Yes um but it's just so campy and over the top that i can't help but love it like this woman you know how like in in divorces they like some parents you see will like play the kids kind of against each other like against the other parents and all this but betty broderick takes it to such an extreme that she'll just sit there and be like i will always love you especially since your father has stopped <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't try to do the like oh your father makes you go to bed at nine well with me you can stay up till 10 but don't tell your dad it's like it's not that kind of manipulation no. she's literally like your father has stopped loving you but i still love you <laughs> i love her i love the small role i'm sure you probably screamed of lynn Shay as the Absolutely. angry convict 
Ang- oh, absolutely. <laughs> what a treat. Just like, shut this! Yeah, <laughs> constantly beating, like, trying to beat up Meredith Baxter. Today you're just another sad-ass locked-up bitch like us! <laughs> <laughs> so good! And her hair! Her hair's crazy! It's amazing! It's amazing! I mean, we get Deborah Jo Rupp from that 70s show. Mm-hmm. She pops up in this. We get Lynn fucking Shay. It's just amazing. Like I said, this is the top of the mountain. This is the top of the made. If you're unless you're going for like a made-for-TV horror movie, like an actual yes. horror movie, but in the made-for-TV genre, if you will, Lifetime, like this is the best you get. Honestly, like I thought, Kate Secret was the pinnacle, and then I would also say, um, I re- well, you know that 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 made-for-TV after-school special with Helen Hunt doing the drugs and then flying out the school window. Yeah. <laughs> those are i thought those were the pinnacles but then i have now seen a woman score in the betty broderick story and her final fury (laughs) betty broderick the last chapter i wish there was a third like betty goes to hell but (laughs) i just i that's honestly they really missed out they could have turned fully turned it into a franchise because i would be watching all of them i'd be watching the 40 years later reboot like oh yeah (laughs) bb40 yeah (laughs) bb40 it's still exact same person completely unpleasant which i guess in real life because she 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 gets sentenced what like 30 years or something uh and she was up for parole in 2010 they say and then i guess since then she's gone up for parole like four times in real life but they still are denied like i think all the way up to the 2017 or 2019 or something they still are denying her because they're like you're just awful (laughs) (laughs) they they said she still shows no remorse and i love that (laughs) i love that from what i can tell she really is exactly this person that meredith baxter played and she just doesn't give a fuck and she is unflinching and wow Wow. yeah i think that's part of what makes this so enjoyable and so and makes it the ultimate made for tv movie is that it's not like in most of the movies it would be the person who she shot her husband and she because she was the neglected wife and all of this and it's like well how do i feel about this i don't know maybe she maybe she was pushed too far or whatever but the the fact that she doesn't spend the second movie you know trying to make good or having any kind of feelings of remorse or anything it's just like i can't help but love it like she cries in the courtroom in the second movie she cries when they play the answering machine recording which shows that she is a monster (laughs) and she cries because she's been found out right (laughs) but like that's the closest thing you get to any expression of human emotion other than just uh, unadulterated rage (laughs) oh the fact that like when she's like i said when she said to the kids you know oh i hope i didn't ruin your day after she just murdered their father (laughs) that's kind of what she's all about i love when she breaks into the house on christmas and it's just the eldest daughter there who once again just bears the brunt of all of this. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, well, no Christmas presents for me? And she starts <laughs> ripping open every present on the, under the tree. And says, Is this for me? Rips it open, punches her fucking daughter in the face with the present that she, her daughter actually got for her. <laughs> she's like, I just love Christmas. I just want 
love Christmas. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. All her friends, like that's the thing is she like on the like to a jury it can be spun as like oh he took all of their friends iced her out of the social circle all of this and it's like she's isolated herself by being such a twat (laughs) (laughs) friends try to help like one friend of hers is like look i know that divorce is hard i know you've been through it and everything but for your own sake for your own mental health like it's time you have to move on you have to let go and you have to move on and she's like, this is you being a friend? Get out of my house! <laughs> it's relentless. It's relentless. I kept reaching. I kept reaching and trying to be like, well, you know, what would what would be different if the story was told today? How would we, you know, is there an I, Tanya in here? Right. Is there a... A Marsha, 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 you know, Marsha Clark, People versus OJ. Like, is there a, oh, we had this moment where collectively we culturally destroyed a woman. But from what I can tell, she really is just a complete monster. <laughs> I guess there is, have you, have you seen the other, there's like other Betty Broderick media. Nah. I'm nah. so curious. Well, I guess there's that show, uh, I've never seen it, but Dirty John um where they adapt it's one of those you know it's like everything else these days where it's adapting a true crime oh right right into a fictionalized retelling but the first season i was really intrigued because the first season was connie Britton and like gene smart and like all these incredible actors um about like some dude who worms his way into connie Britton's life and then you know what chaos ensues drama ensues but season two they did the betty broderick story apparently yeah, I think actually somebody messaged me about that now that you mention it when I posted these on my Insta story. I think someone messaged me. It's like Amanda Peet, right? Yeah, it's Amanda Peet as Betty Broderick. And then I think Christian Slater is the husband instead of Seventh Heaven Pedophile Dad in mm. this. And then um, and Missy Pyle's also in it. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll try it. But I mean, there's no way it's going to come anywhere near this glory, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially because if they do humanize her a little bit, which is, you know, what you, like you, like you mentioned, I, Tanya, or like, we know the way society and the media and all of this villainizes these women. Look at what yeah. Amber Heard is fucking going through. Absolutely. Like, that absolutely does happen. Yes. But here, I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, instead of just accepting that you were divorced, you know, instead of doing that, what she does is she go, breaks into the house and shoots two people. Yeah. Which is probably not the right thing to do. No matter how you try to spin it. I just love this one so much. It is the definition oh, of camp. It, it truly is. It's yeah. Susan Sontag's ghost is clutching onto the, the, <laughs> the clamshell VHS tape box. Like, you know, call me when Grimes goes to the Met Gala dressed as Betty Broderick. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Then we'll know that someone got the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Everyone watch it. Definitely watch. I I mean, I think, you know, I enjoyed her final fairy better, Broderick, the last chapter, because we really get the DA, Judith Ivy, and we get, we just get more time with the vast unpleasantness that is Meredith Baxter as Betty Broderick. You get Lynn Shay, uh, but really, the, all the juice is in a woman's score into the Betty Broderick story, the first the first hour and a half chapter. 
Yeah, you can absolutely watch part one and be done. Yeah, like part two, oh, she went to trial. They were like, I don't know. They got a mistrial. Then they did another trial. And then they're like, oh, she's evil. Yes, she's guilty. And then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Lynn Shay's like, shove it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the first one, you get the cakening. You get her driving a car into a house. Oh my god. <laughs> repeatedly. And then getting pulled out of the car by her husband. And then the cops coming. And then everyone fighting each other. Yeah. He, when he punches her in the stomach. Yes! <laughs> She's like, ah! <laughs> she is Jason Voorhees. telling you. Put a hockey mask on her. Have, yeah. have a hockey mask and then that hair popping out over it. That platinum and yellow hair. The new trees. Like, why is everybody like, oh, Freddy versus Jason, Ash versus Jason? What? Like, we need Betty Broderick versus any of them, and she would fucking <laughs> take them down. <laughs> Leatherface running from yeah, Betty Broderick. Betty Broderick. Get fucking back here! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's great. It's great. Well, um, I think this month is off to, this month that might be a week or might be a year is off to a great start. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is kind of all downhill from here. Yes. But in a good way. Yes. I mean, look at the genre. I, I could not be more grateful for Lifetime Month. Uh, thank you <laughs> always for bringing Betty Broderick into my life. <laughs> and the cake smeared all over the wall. Well, with all of that said, Stacey, uh, are you ready to, to wipe some cake off the chopping block and place your head there thereupon? Uh, yes. Uh, the chopping block. It's a, it's a question and answer game. That's what that is. It's a, it's our game show here on Gaylords of Darkness, where we we spend hours and hours and hours doing extensive research in horror and uh, and trivia. We formulate a bunch of questions, horror trivia questions. We present each other with three categories of said horror trivia question, and then the other one, whichever us we are picks the category of our choice we are asked five questions in a row we have 10 seconds to answer each individual question unless one of us calls out i want the wig in which case betty broderick's garnier nutrice <laughs> hair descends upon you uh inflicting a, a, a provoking a mad rage response that terrifies the heads they are non-binary executioner who runs and hides from the television being thrown, the car being driven over the chopping block, <laughs> the cake being smeared on the Labrys axe. Um, <laughs> and that earns you just an additional 10 seconds as you have your meltdown and Lin Shay tells you to shove it. Uh, just to answer that one question. If you get everything right, you are a winner. If you get everything wrong, you're dead. Just like Betty Broderick's victims. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> She's Pazuzu in in the in the the oven vent. Yeah, <laughs> that's who she is. Oh, I love it so much. Oh. So last time we did do a chopping vlog, I don't remember who went first. I'll 
ask you first. Great! Because once again, you get three uh, vintage categories. Oh, yeah. Because I just couldn't do it. We had to watch a three-hour movie. Yeah, that was very taxing. A three-hour, two-movie experience, okay? Yeah. So what was I supposed to do? Spend the other 97 hours this week thinking of questions? No. Come on now. No. No. So you get three old categories to choose from. Great. Yeah. It's not a haunted house. It's a haunted home. (laughs) In this category, I describe a movie that has the word home in the title. You tell me the name of the movie. Okay. Uh, Second category in honor of, uh, I guess, Mama Moo. I don't know. The K-Popping Block returns. Oh. oh. Um, in this category, I give you the name of a K-pop song that is on the Spotify playlist, the K-Popping Block, which people are still enjoying if you look on Spotify. K-Popping Block, Gaylords of Darkness. We just had inser- new Instagram comments about it, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, it is a really good playlist, I have to say. Uh, I give you the name of a song that is on that playlist. We do like a word association. You come up with a movie that the title reminds you of, and I judge your answer, basically. Oh, I did this. I did one of these. Yes, this oh, that's like a this. refreshed. Yes. And uh, your third vintage category is the jerk store, in which I give you a line of dialogue from a famous horror movie jerk. You tell me the name of the famous horror movie jerk. Oh. So, it is not a haunted house. It's a haunted home. The, the K-popping block. And the jerk store. You know, I really wanted to return to the K-popping block because I had such fun with that category last time I did it. And and I, obviously I love Mamamoo and I can't wait to watch Take One. But in honor of Betty Broderick, the jerkiest of jerks, <laughs> I have to go with the jerk store. I have to. Okay. All right. Okay. The jerk store. All right. You'll get this one for sure. So I am looking for the name of the jerk. Oh, fuck the name. Okay. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Jerk number one. You big dildo. Eat your fucking slop. Ain't I make the best, the best goddamn stew in the whole wide world? <laughs> oh, I don't know the name, but that's the, isn't that the lady from the Friday the 13th? God damn it. Which um, Friday the 13th? The, the, um, five. No, two, no, three, five. Five. <laughs> the neighbor. What? The hillbilly neighbor? Yes. Fuck, what's her name? Mrs. Ethel. Dirt. Mrs. Dirt. Ethel. Mrs. Dirt. Ethel Mrs. Dirt. Mrs. Ethel P. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, even I though you, you said five, no two, no three, five, <laughs> five. <laughs> going because this category has been around forever so. is that what the, the chopping block stenographer caught that <laughs> yes, can, you, can you read that back to us <laughs> she does five the, the no foot two, pump thing <laughs> yeah all right we'll see how you do okay ethel fuck i should ethel. know i should know a name of a queen yeah 
Okay. Like, why are they there? What? Where is Crystal Lake? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. <sighs> okay, jerk number two. you would call franklin a jerk well he is a jerk yeah yeah we can't agree on just that. i can love someone if, but they can still be a jerk yeah for example jerk number three. Oh, paul i can no longer stall <laughs> yes yes thank you thank you for that beautiful loving tribute to annie yes ding, oh, ding, ding. Annie's guess, a jerk. annie is a jerk isn't she yeah she is she's pretty shitty to Lindsay. pretty shitty to Lindsay. pretty shitty to Lori. yeah i love her yeah she just wants to fuck paul she's yeah. great she's so great oh, oh Lori scared away another one do you know how often that gets <laughs> It's all Lori's fault. Do you know how often that song gets stuck in my head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's that. And it's that whistle bit. Mm-hmm. It just lingers in there. Thank you, Deborah Hill. Exactly. Wow. All right. Okay. Jerk number four. Choke on him! Choke on him! <laughs> it's uh, Captain Rhodes. Yes! Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> Look at you knowing his name. I know. I knew his name. Oh, no. I know a man's name. How dare but you? not Ethel's. <laughs> Misogyny at work, people. This is dirt. All right. Jerk number five. Look at you. You two can do whatever you like. I'm going back down to the cellar and you'd better decide because I'm going to board up that door and I'm not going to unlock it again no matter what happens. Oh, I want the wig. Oh, oh, I I feel like this is someone in Psycho 2. Is it? Is it? No. What is this? This is Harry Cooper from Night of the Living Dead. Oh, oh, good one. He's a big jerk, but you know what? He was right. Honestly, he was right. He was right. Ben went down to the cellar and lived to see another day until he got shot by the white people who thought he was a zombie. What a good movie. What a great movie. But he was a big jerk. He's such an asshole. His wife was so hot. No, oh, yeah. He was such a jerk to her. Yeah. Well, you did a job. <laughs> <laughs> died, lived, and died again. Like a Dracula. Thank you, Franklin. Yes. Good job. Thank you. I on I am glad that I died in, uh, the second time because it felt undeserved to mm. have gotten so close to the f- the finish line. Well, sometimes the chopping block rules are nebulous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, the elder gods that that are sated by it have strange have a strange um, 
Sometimes the veil that separates life from death is permeable. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stacy then gets possessed, floats down Tony Curtis's hallway, <laughs> falls down the stairs, and dies. Just as everyone always knew what I would. <laughs> she went the way she hoped to. <laughs> Floating yeah. down a hallway, falling yeah. down the stairs. Throwing herself down the stairs. <laughs> Dying mm. violently. Well, yeah. well we knew well, it would happen someday. Nope, it was only a matter of time before <laughs> yeah. she Betty Broderick herself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see me in hell. I am dead and yet I continue to speak from this severed head and this severed head presents to you three also vintage categories Yay! because who has the time well I feel better about not having new categories when you also don't have new categories well good good because yeah I mean I just don't you know you know what there's only so many hours in a day and I have to spend at least three of them watching Meredith Baxter. Completely <laughs> exactly. unpleasant. Thank you. And then a fourth hour from Mama Moo. Fourth hour from Mama Moo. And then, you know, I have to eat at Eating. least three meals. And then it's real housewife's time. It's housewife's time. And then I got to go to bed. Okay, mm-hmm. people? Stop okay. asking so much of us. Oh so <laughs> I have three old categories. Your first old category is Chop Off the Old Block Volume 2. That's right. This is a grab bag of leftover horror trivia from the gay ease. So these are these are just a smorgasbord. Who knows what it's about? Who knows what I'm looking for? They all tie into horror films and a lot of them with, you know, things we've talked about in the past. Um, returning vintage category number two, Man of a Thousand Skin Masks, in which <laughs> I give you a name. I say a name and you tell me whether or not. It is one of Leatherface's many given names from throughout the franchise. There's enough for five questions? Can you believe it? Oh my goodness gracious. Well, no, because it's really true or false. So, you know, there's a... So you could say Betty Broderick and I'd be like, I'm not sure. You could say Betty Broderick and you could say, yes, she is Leatherface (laughs) and you would win. (laughs) The sheer violence of that woman. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Uh, category returning category vintage number three is you never forget your first in which i name a horror film director you know a a a master of horror if you will Mm. all you got to do is tell me their first feature film Ah, i see okay so your category may or may not be horror or you were looking for their first horror movie you know in this case most of them do overlap with horror but you just tell me their first feature film okay yeah Okay. And therefore, we have, in summary, <laughs> Chop Off the Old Block, Volume 2, Man of a Thousand Skin Masks, or You Never Forget Your First. Oh, boy. Let's go grab bag. I'm feeling sassy. Ooh! Okay, yeah. cool. Chop right. Off the Old Block. So I will ask a question and you will answer it. That's really what it comes well, down to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Like a certain witch mother, friend of the show and Suspiria writer Dave Kajanik hails from what state? Ohio. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for in character. <laughs> Thank you for line reading. Also, I'm sorry, I have to pause. I'm so obsessed with Shocktober in your posts, and I'm so obsessed with these line readings that you keep choosing as your favorite character, specifically Marsha from Sleepaway Camp 3. Oh, Maria? Yeah, Maria? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm going to camp. I'm so obsessed. I mean, who wakes up and the first thing out of their mouth is, I'm going to camp today. I'm going to camp. <laughs> ah, do you hear me? I said I'm going to camp. <laughs> Oh, just in the mirror, yeah. sliding her shirt down her body. <laughs> Who takes their t-shirt off by pulling it down over their hips? I'm going to camp. Yeah, both of you shut up. I'm going to camp today. <laughs> okay. God, it's so good. Sleepaway Camp 3 is so bad. Terrible. But, but she's great. But beautiful Maria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> garbage truck i'm going to camp today <laughs> do you hear me <laughs> everyone check it out please read it it's so good they're so good um okay number two question number oh yeah two. question two chopping block <laughs> in halloween h2o laurie strode is the headmistress of a boarding school and has taken what assumed name Carrie Tate. Ding, 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 ding. Very well done. Michelle Williams. Who would have thought that those eyebrows would go on to become one of our greatest living actresses? Honestly. God, what an angel. Uh, Number three. In Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning, Roy Burns is the only killer in the franchise (laughs) to keep a picture of himself in his wallet. (laughs) But what about Roy's hockey mask? differs from jason's in the previous two entries the little triangle thingies are blue instead of red yes exactly what i was looking for yeah what are those called they have a name chiron the triangle thingies yeah not like a chevron chevron really Mm-hmm. wow good job that's what well i only knew that because you said chiron mm. and i said like the gas station <laughs> number four move over stevie wayne what gaylord's original character or well tangential tangential episode title and dj is too smooth to lose oh dj Uh uh-oh i want the new trees (laughs) dj oh no not not funky yes <laughs> too smooth to lose x-lax <laughs> dj smooth <laughs> dj chunky peach dj i don't know i don't know oh 35 seconds i had to keep going because i just love I love DJ X-Lax. I wish <laughs> I wish we had a DJ X-Lax. Just bumping tunes in the manor. Uh, I'm so sorry. We were looking for Smooth Craig. Oh! DJ Smooth Craig. I see. <laughs> it's kind of unfair because it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But it was from the gays, so. Right, right, That's right. why that was in there. I see. Well, 
At least we died together. At least we died together once again at the at the at the tip top end of the chopping block for both of us. Yeah. Well. Well done. Well, everybody has a lot of stuff to watch this week. Both the Mama Moos, the Betty Brodericks, so much. Housewives galore. Just, I mean, around these parts, we try to, we do our hardest to, you know, like, like anti-drone technology or anti-facial recognition technology. We try to confuse the algorithm for streaming as much as possible. <laughs> yes. It's Mama Moo. It's Betty. <laughs> huh? And our listeners. I mean, yes. <laughs> you know, but the people who have stuck around, thank you. People who subscribe to the show, thank you, my goodness. Uh, you know, if this is your first time here and you chose the Betty Broderick saga and you're confused about <laughs> Mama Moo, well, <laughs> will it get any more clear? No, probably not. Never. Never. Um... But thank you anyway. So gaylordsofdarkness.com is our website where you can find all old episodes and things like that. Our links to our social media. Uh, maybe those will clear up confusion. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'll be back next week for more Lifetime Month, probably. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, I know I realize now that we are going to be scaling down Everest. Yeah. But, but you know what? The the that's the thing, right? Is when you get to the top of Everest because you know how many Everest documentaries I've watched. You're only halfway. It's just oh. as dangerous coming down oh. as it is going up. Oh. Yeah. That's like a fucking proverb. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So, uh I guess we'll see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my, my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.